from GP Ran to Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence Saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? Welcome back It is GP3 round 96, man and uh, my boy Ran is in the house. Ran, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. We are, uh, how was, uh, I guess we can ask, how was the fourth, man? You know, this is our podcast. We also stream live. Uh, we are, we're post 4th of July. So how was it, man? Was it okay? Did you? It was, it was great, man. Of course great. you survived. So uh, that's a good thing. And and you know what? Business as usual this week is a little different. Um We've been having some guests on, and man, I'm really excited about the timing of, of this guest, man. Um, let me see if he is he still is he there? Hey, Nabate, you there? Sir, how are you? Hey, I'm great. We have um, Grammy Award winning. Can, have we had any Grammy Award winners on the podcast before? Ran? Uh, was him to me a Grammy Award winner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't on the podcast. He was on one of the podcasts. But yeah, I think I think M two may maybe, but but we have a direct uh, GP three Grammy award winning uh, artist, trumpeter, composer, uh, Nabate Isles. Nabate, man, thank you so much for getting up Vegas time. Thank you so much for having me. I, I pre- appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you so much. And and the great thing about this, um, and, and when I mentioned timing, uh, there are a couple of things happening with Nabate. He's got a new album coming out uh, July 20th. Um, Try to say that again so everybody can hear it. Say it again. What's that? He has a new album out? And <laughs> the date. And the date. Let Ju- oh, know. July 20th. Absolutely. July 20th, which, you know, Nabate, you know how the music industry is now, man. People just pop albums up out of the blue. So it, it's, it's yeah. we're not used to marketing <laughs> plans. We're not used to any advance notice on an album, man. But, but kudos to you, July 20th. Uh, is, is is this is like your debut release though, right? Yes, it is uh, as a leader. Yes, sir. yeah, as a leader. But talk just quickly, man. Go through the list of people you play for because I don't think people understand, you know, how how uh, good and dedicated you are to this. Who have you played with? Go ahead, give give them give them kind of a rundown. Well, um, I play at the honor. To play with uh, Christian McBride, I play in his big band, um, and uh, was uh, honored to be a part of his two uh, Grammy Award-winning albums uh, called uh, uh, 
uh, the good feeling and bringing it. I've also played with uh, Robbie Coltrane, Steve Coleman, Diane Reeves, Jeffrey Osborne, who who we caught up. Uh, we ran into each other last night at uh, the Coach Coach Mike Woodson Invitational, and of course, you know uh, Mike Woodson, former Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks head coach. Um, wow. And so, so Jeffrey Osborne performed there. So it was good to catch up with him. And Jeffrey, you know, let me say this, man. Jeffrey is a phenomenal guy. He's really nice, cool, laid back guy. Oh yes, indeed. Yeah, no, you know, very lot, much. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize Jeffrey is a phenomenal drummer. Oh wow, that's oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. With right, I mean, right, the, yeah. the Osborne family in New England, they are known. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. That's how he got his. That's how he got a break with the um with the OJ's. Yeah, the drummer yeah. got arrested. Wow. In wow. Jeffrey's that's right. <laughs> that's wow. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. From Providence, Rhode Island. That's right. Uh-huh. I used to live in Rhode Island. I worked with his uh his sister and his nephew, so I, I knew Jeffrey. For a moment, so yeah, yeah. yeah. And y'all know Jeffrey from LTD, of course. LTD, y'all know that. So um, go ahead, man. Go ahead. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Uh, yeah. So so um, play with all those artists. Farrell Monch, of course, too. I've I worked with a couple of times. Uh, just a lot of a lot of different um great people. You know, uh, Charlie Persip, legendary drummer. Uh, Mike Longo, great pianist. Uh, wow. just just a lot of uh different people. I've been blessed. Oliver Lake as well. Uh, so just been, um, it's just been an honor to, to work with a lot of different, different folks. But the amazing thing about this, uh, for, for podcast listeners and ran is the diversity because he mentioned Vegas, you know, this guy is also like a sports enthusiast, junkie producer. It's funny because man, I saw the video of you on the crackle, uh, show, uh, the oh, yeah, sports, sports Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, at the end, they're interviewing him to get tips on, on how he won Sports Jeopardy. So he's he's the real deal. But the timing, the timing of this for our show is not only to talk, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you came on because we're not only talking about uh, the great work you're doing musically, uh, but also, man, uh, this is the week that LeBron made the announcement. So one of the things yeah. um, when I when when he agreed to do the show, I said, "Man, you got to come on this show, and and give us insight into the Lakers and and what does this mean and what does it mean for the league?" Because here's my thing, and in full disclosure, I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, I am I am a Lakers fan, and the five years last five years, man, have have been excruciating. They've just been painful. For under five hundred. Yeah, Magic. I'm glad Magic is you know is in there. He promised that he would make changes, and this is the beginning. But the interesting thing that happened this week was the disclosure that Luke Walton wasn't really looped in on all these discussions. So where, where are we going with this? Any any insight about that? Yeah, uh, I, I think um, a situation with with Luke Walton not really – I, I, it's it's interesting. Luke Walton is still a young coach, you know, but and and he's someone that definitely the pressure is on him. This year, because remember, uh, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka inherited Walton as the head coach. Yeah. Remember, like yep. any executive or executives, a team, you know, they need, they have to, they have to hire their own coach eventually. Yeah. You know, so, but if the coach is able to 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 maintain, like maintain the amount of success and show a lot of improvement in his X's and O's, as well as the communication with his players, like Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey was there a long time. Messiah so Jury, like, you know, was was itching to hire his own coach when he first was hired um, uh, as president of the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. And then you see Dwayne Casey was able to, to, to keep 
keep his time as head coach going because they would improve in wins every single season. Yep. So, um, so that's the thing. So Luke Walton, I think Luke, with him not being in the loop, he has to understand that, you know, the, Magic Johnson is as high profile as you get, and Magic Johnson is 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 a winner. is is like the most one of the most successful athletes, not just NBA players, but athletes mm-hmm. in the history of sports. So Luke just has to what he has to do is just focus on the X's and O's, focus on on gaining LeBron's trust, which I know he will. I know there's respect there, yeah. and and things will be fine. But the Lakers they have to be in the top five of the West, top five, top six of the West. Do you think it bodes um, well, yeah, but- well for for uh, Luke that um, Rambus is getting involved? Do you think it bodes well because? Well, I, I, I think I think he has nothing to worry about because when you look at Kurt Rams's career as a head coach, you know, I mean, it's pretty nondescript. It's pretty nondescript. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I think I think Rams Rams is just there just to be an advisor, just to be there on the staff and and be an advisor, and and he is a veteran uh, that could be able to to help. Because remember, like I said, Luke Walton is a young coach, but but I wanted to. Just piggyback real quick on Magic. Um, check this out. And and a friend of mine said this, a good friend of mine by the name of Bree Smith, uh, who's one of the most knowledgeable basketball people I know uh, that, you know, talk about the game. We talk about the game all the time. And he always says insight that's incredible. Good friend of mine. He says something interesting. I'm not going to take credit for this, but he said something interesting. Magic did the right thing. He's putting around LeBron a lot of, like, like tough-minded junkyard dog type of players around LeBron, the guys that will do the dirty work, especially on the defensive end, Mm. because in Cleveland, he did not have that on the defensive end. No one really had that moxie. No one had that where, where Bron had the rest. Bron had to do everything on both sides of the floor. So now you have KCP being re-signed, even though KCP is a clutch sports client as well, but you know, but still KCP deserves to be re-signed. If uh, Contavious Carwell Pope and Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee and Rajon Rondo. Like, Rondo's not the same defensive player he once was, but he has that moxie. He has that, like, something where Braun doesn't have to do everything from the standpoint on physically, mentally, or anything like that. So, and, and, and there's another player and the tail end of his career. Well, not the tail end. When Magic started to play with him, he was in his prime, but then for the next 10, around nine seasons, of course, he was starting to get older, and that player was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, so yes. Magic knows, like, Magic was able to help Kareem preserve his career for a long time. You know, Magic and Pat Riley and Jerry West, but Magic knows what that's all about, and that's why he's putting those type of players around LeBron James. Very interesting what? how Magic is thinking. Well, and also, too, if you look at the history of the Lakers, uh, when Magic signed that $1,025,000 year contract many years ago that led to the, the departure of Paul Westhead, uh, mm. Magic became management at that time. And <laughs> yeah. with LeBron, with, 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, was exactly. he was management. Yeah. I mean, because that's that propelled yep. Pat Riley. And the same thing has happened now. When, when you sign a, a million dollar, a $100 million contract, you're a part of mm-hmm. management. In addition yep. to that, if you look at the history of the Lakers, particularly when Magic uh, came into the league in, what, 79 or 80, I forgot which year, 78, 79, something like that. 79. Uh, 79. Mm-hmm. 79. Um, one of the things that the Lakers were doing at the time was surrounding him with guys who had won championships. Many years ago, Jerry West, this is how ahead of the game he was. When he was building a roster, he made sure that every guy on that roster had won a championship, whether through high school, junior college, 
college and the pros. So he wanted to mm-hmm. have an atmosphere of champions. And that's what Magic is doing right now. He's putting winners in there. Um, Rondo won at Kentucky. Uh, he won at Boston. And also he was he was the enforcer in the locker room at uh in New Orleans. Yeah. So he was the yeah, SO right. so he's the he's gonna be the SOB that LeBron doesn't have to be, like yeah. the chief of staff. He's the buffer. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And, absolutely. And so and then Lance Stevens is that guy, he's like um Draymond, Draymond Green. He's that guy you hate to play against, but you want him on your team because he does all the little irritating things to throw people <laughs> off their game. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and it's, and it's, and it's versatile as they come. It's versatile, right. very versatile right. when given the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, and, now we, and, go ahead. Go ahead. going to not only help in the development of the big men, but the fact is. He's he has king he has keys to the kingdom. He knows the secret sauce a little bit of what they do at, at um in Golden State. Yeah. So mm-hmm. cool, so cool, and, cool. and at the same time he provides additional matchup problems when they do have to play the Golden States and the uh, Houston's of the world and the in the and the uh, Portland's and that type of stuff. Yeah. And see, this is the problem mm-hmm. of having someone who knows the NBA as well as Nabate. On on the show because we can't even get to his music. <laughs> we <go back. laughs> but but let me let me say this and and um, I was I was just you know flipping through your your Instagram and you see people like Dion Warwick. Uh, I mean it's just diverse man from Kareem, you know James Worthy, Jerry West, uh, Harry Belafonte, Jilly from Philly's on there. Uh, you know Reggie Jackson, but you know the one that really like captured me, Nabate. That really, that oh, wow! You know the one that really captured me. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, which what which one? The one that said from Chuck D. Chuck D. said Nabate is dope. You got me, man. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chuck, yes, sir. Yes, Chuck sir. D. Chuck D. has endorsed you. You're good. Your you, it, it's your career is 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 just on the fast track from there, man. But but the the new album's coming out. Uh, it, it was an eclectic excursion. And and, mm-hmm. and everybody and let me ask you, man. Did you ever watch uh, Mo Better Blues? You ever see that? I know you have. Every musician. Oh wow, that's when that's when I was serious about the trumpet. Right around that was junior high school time, and yes, uh, that that film resonates to me to this day. So you started. You were twelve years old. You're playing with people like, or or at least I saw a picture of you. You're in Harlem, and you're rubbing elbows with a lot of like majors. You you were dealing with Winton or had some connection with Wynton Marsalis, even back in the day. Am I correct? When you were first started, yes, first yes. started to play? Yes, tell, indeed, tell us about that. He, he, such a mentorship role he had, you know, in, in my life for sure. Yep. And, uh, you know, so so the reason I ask Mo Better Blues, um, how did how did Denzel do, man, playing the trumpet? How do you think? How do you, I mean, if you had to, oh. looking back and, and considering that, you know, you were young, you're taking a look at that, how, how well did, was he trained? Because you've done tutoring for people in the movies. I think you did it for Trim, uh, HBO. Trim A, for Trim yeah, yes, yes, indeed. So mm-hmm. you've done that before, uh, your composer. How did he do? How did he do? Oh, Denzel or Rob? No, Denzel. Uh, no, yeah, Denzel. Denzel. Well, Denzel. Denzel. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, well, well Denzel was, uh, you know, of course, when you look at Denzel Washington, one of the great thespians that we've ever seen in, in, in cinema um, and, and theater, too. 
Um, when you look at like someone like him, he's he's very you know his preparation is is at another level. Yeah. You know, um, so that that's the thing with Denzel. So his preparation is at another level. So of course, you know, you could see that in his trumpet playing and and he and the fingerings he had the fingerings down. He was wow. incredible. You know, like a, there were a couple of like um, up tempo tunes in Motivated Blues, and you see that the fingerings like his fingerings were on point for sure. So hmm. Denzel Washington is just. Uh, you know, just, he, he did a great job with that film and, and just the aura of that film, uh, just, you know, what was so great about it, people really forget that the cinematography of mm. One Better Blues it's was, amazing. was yeah. what really enhanced it, as well as the music, of course, that was written by, by, by Bill Lee, Spike Lee's uh, father, mm. um, the great bassist. Um, so just, just overall, the look really matched the music the feel of the music and and that's yeah that definitely as mentioned denzel though that you know was, was very believable for sure and you're from harlem so you 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 could really appreciate that and 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 that i, I can definitely see how that could speak to you as a, as a young artist back then um yes yes indeed they actually queens i, I was raised in queens but yeah. spent a lot of time in harlem um, as a kid my parents were born and raised in harlem ah, so, okay so i was so blessed to be exposed to to the city, to Manhattan, and to Harlem. Even though I lived out in Queens. Hey, so where is jazz right now, Nabate? If you if you summed it all up, you know every there's like a period in time uh, for jazz. Almost, I, I grew up and, and Rand and I probably grew up when jazz fusion was hot. We grew up in that era where uh, mm. you know you had the I guess the Grover Washington albums and. Uh, the wine light. Am I correct in saying that ran uh, right around that time? Yeah, you know, you bitches know. brew. You know, mm -hmm. starting that transition. Oh yeah, know. oh yeah. yeah. Of course, you know, CTI, CTI in his prime. Creed Taylor yeah. International. Those records. Yep. GRP, yeah. GRP was starting to take flight. A and M Records with Quincy Jones. Yep. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we lived through Kenny G playing the same notes over and over. Again, so. <laughs> I just put my man on the spot. So where are we now? Where Where would you say we are now? Um, Nabonte, what 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 phase in jazz are we in? Well, I have to I have to say um, I think the music is in good hands for sure. Uh, you have so many talented musicians, and we're at an age where um, where modern technology, the internet, and and you know we have all the information in our fingertips now. All of the information you can go on YouTube and 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 listen to an entire record or see videos of the greats. I I didn't have that opportunity to see videos. I had to really research and really go to places to get VHS tapes of uh, of great artists and concerts. Uh, and and now the internet is there. It's there on YouTube. It's there uh, on on uh, eBay. You can get videos of great artists. So a lot of the young generation now, the millennials, have the opportunity to 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 get all of that information, see these great artists, listen to music for free, be able to go online and download music uh, and everything, and 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 really delve into uh, these great artists. So I think the music is in good hands. The thing is that it's just so many musicians, and, and, and I think we all have to do a better job as artists to be able to market not just ourselves, but the music itself, to market message of the music, to market the history of the music, because you have a lot of young people that aren't involved in the music yeah. that don't know their history. So it's so funny how you have jazz musicians and artists taking advantage of the history, but then you have, like, you know, peers of the young musicians, peers that don't 
really, you know, they don't really know the history of music and things like that. They just listen to what's hot and what's new. And, and one comment that really disappointed me, like, and it disappoints me. I've heard this a few times from people saying like, Oh, that was before I was born. So I don't need to know that. Mm. I've heard that like a few times and, and I have to enlighten that person that, okay, well, but you study history, uh, like the, the, independent you know the the uh war you know the civil war you studied that in school yeah. uh, that was before you were born but you made sure you studied that for your test yeah or right. you know the declaration of independence or any stuff like that so it's yeah so it's um it's about it's about you know really like as musicians we have to continue to educate the younger generation and even adults on the music and be able to market the music itself, not just our individual career. Well, you know, they, you know, in the seventies, that's when they really assaulted the music programs. They started taking music out to schools. So the kids did not go to music class now and, and her and hear, um, you know, about the various styles of music. And unfortunately, you know, most of them are locked into one particular style of music. And that is what is played most often or downloaded most often. So you're absolutely right. What I'm, hopeful for is that I've noticed that uh, a lot of the younger filmmakers now are incorporating jazz pieces in the scores, the soundtracks, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which yes. I mean, you know, and I have to give a lot of credit to the brother who did um, not, not only Mo Better Blues or Spike, but also um, Love Jones. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Incorporated a lot of the jazz and the neo soul to bring it back. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm praying that that's going to continue because that's how a lot of the uh, uh, young people learn the music. And particularly what I'm noticing, more and more young women now gravitating toward jazz. It's almost like it's a mature music. You know, the young boys are still uh, with the hippity hoppity stuff where, you know, you have to wear a condom to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> You're wrong. Whereas, whereas that with the jazz, you know, I think it's uh, you find more and more young ladies. I mean, I got two millennials and they are starting to listen to jazz now. Well, one of the so things, and, and Nabate, yeah. you mentioned this, um, you were talking about the fact that uh, Quincy Jones and the projects he created are, I guess, inspiration for you. Is, is Am I correct in saying that? Um, yeah. Where, yes. you know, and mm-hmm. even with, um, we're, we're going to play a little bit of the singles, a few of the singles, uh, the laid back single where you incorporate hip hop and some R and B. Um, you know, I, let me say, let me tell you, man, I grew up on that. I mean, one of my favorite albums from Quincy, which I think is underrated was sounds and stuff like that. I don't know if you're familiar with that album, that project, but he had Luther, uh, Luther, you know, Luther Vandross, um, of mm-hmm. course, uh, Patty Austin, uh, this was before the dude and, and and the big Grammy award winning. Well, he always won Grammys, but really the mainstream albums. But I'm glad that you're doing that. Kind of speak to what you're trying to do with the new album and and the collaboration and and bringing in the different genres. Yes, yes, it's it's um to me it's, it's that's that's what's important because black music, you know, is 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 a is the cornucopia of many different influences and, and also jazz pretty much was everything is derived from, from jazz and blues. That's what everything is derived from American music, you know, black music. And, and it's, it was important for me on this project to really be able to, to 
emphasize the branches that comes from the roots of Amer- of American music, which you know, of, which pretty much is jazz and blues. So mm-hmm. it really comes from those roots, and um, I felt it's important to to really emphasize so many different things and so many diverse um, diverse elements of our music. So that that's what was really important. And Quincy Jones, like you know, Body Heat, the Dude, all those albums, Walking in Space, Q's uh, Jiff Joint, Back on the Block, which I grew up like. That's that was my first exposure to Quincy Jones, really, Back on the Block. Wow. And then wow. I then found out that he produced. I, I mean, I, I knew he actually I knew he produced Michael Jackson's Thriller and Off the Wall. But as an artist, I was exposed to Back on the Block, and then that's when I was starting to get into jazz and getting to playing the instrument. And then I went back and studied all the arrangements he did for Count Basie and all the arrangements he, you know, all the arrangements that the records he did for Impulse in the '60s. Like, and my dad had those albums. And I started to delve into that and saw that Quincy Jones is just you know, just not just a pop music icon, but yeah. a music icon, you yes. know, in general. Yes. So, yeah. and that always fascinated me. And, and then of course, seeing that he, you know, he was the producer for the color purple. So that influence and in film and television and production and everything that that's, a, that's the definition of eclectic right yeah. there. What Quincy Jones, you know, has done with um, entertainment in general and with, with just overall in society. So so that's what I wanted to do with this album, just have an eclectic nature of different elements and different inspirations and, and uh, yeah, and, and, and have a voice and have the music be very vivid as well. The, you know, programmatic music is very vivid and you want to have people paint, you want to have people paint a picture when they listen to the sounds. Well, let me you sound I, like Duke Ellington, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what Duke used to always tell his uh, his musicians. He would give them the sheet mm-hmm. and he would tell them a story. Yeah, wow. And, uh, That's right. That's and, right. Says, and he wrote for his musicians. He wrote right. for his musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and one more, one more question, man, and 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 I'm gonna play a couple of your cuts because I know you gotta you gotta get ready. You got NBA today, right? You've got the NBA Network, am I correct? Or uh, yes, yeah. So. Well, and for NBA Radio, SiriusXM NBA Radio, I produce um, produce uh, uh, the Evening Drive show. So we're here covering um, covering the summer league, and uh, yeah, so it's been great. I'm producing uh, this weekend, producing the the Justin Justin Termini, Brendan Haywood, uh, their um, their shift in in the coverage. Wow. Wow. And then Eddie Johnson joins Justin Termini tomorrow. Those are my two regular hosts uh, for the Evening Drive show. So Eddie Johnson joins Justin uh, tomorrow uh, through Wednesday on NBA Radio. So That's um, amazing. from yeah, coverage of, from fr- from this past Friday until Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that that's amazing, man. Your diversity, um, you know, and, and you know what? It's not the you know, rest in peace, Wayne, Wayman Tisdale. Um, who was oh, an, an yes. NBA great? Hell of a musician! Oh, oh and, 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 and as we all know, the you know, number two pick overall in the '85 draft. Yes. You know, Wayman Tisdale was a load inside. You know, that's what I'm saying. In the NBA, <laughs> yeah, and and, and then he played bass like he played like his. He, his tenacity inside—that's how he played bass. He played with that same that same vigor. Yeah. So yeah, I had his album Baseline. It was a great album, man. Yeah, man. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, man. Yes. Just just gone way too soon. Uh, phenomenal oh, talent on both on, on in the NBA as well as a jazz talent. Hey, man, I'm gonna play some of your yeah. some of your cuts here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the first cut. 
because because y'all wouldn't send me the full album yet. You know, I was, I was gonna go crazy if I got the full project. So so you know, they only sent me <laughs> they only sent me yeah. two singles. So but find your light. I'm gonna play a little bit of that. Uh, so let, let's take a quick listen. Come on. La, 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 la. Yeah, that features. Uh, talk to me. Talk to us a little bit about that. Alita Moses is the uh, vocalist on that. Alita Moses, yes, indeed, uh, talented young vocalist. Uh, she's she's going to be a future star for sure, no question about it. Um, and I, you know, was always in, always enjoyed her voice and 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 actually, you know, and just heard that she has such a diverse, you know, because I only heard her sing jazz. Um, and then I, I heard from other people that she has, you know, she can sing anything, R and B, anything. And then uh, I gave her the call to um, to to sing on this track, and and it was um, you know, I wrote the lyrics and music, and she she sang it how I envisioned it. Excellent, sure. excellent, man. Let's uh, let's play a little bit of laid back. It's Nabate and Jordan. Lay back, y'all. I'm trying to blow your wig back like a breeze out of St. Bart's. My tank parts of the picture where the mixture of paint stars. That ain't awesome crafts. I'm living in the postcard, doing the most. Having the toast close to the Coast Guard. I'm just a Detroit player that's West Coasting. Attending parties on the hills with actors guest hosting. Near the best oceans. Rolling up some OG with a multi-millionaire daughter who loves to go ski. Trying to get to know me while I bought my new joints. She ain't trying to blow a shot all she got was two points Swish. then i disappear like a fog in the mist screw your blog if i'm not the top dog on your list doubting me as if i couldn't reach the mountaintop i'm not trying to reach the mountaintop i'm trying to reach the top of the mountain tree so you can hear me shouting we made it while i get stoned like a liar when you see david there's a way to go around those who try to take it down never let them see you from lay back rocking Oh man, I didn't want to let that go, man. That was my cut. Man, man, I, man I, that sounds so much like old hidden beef stuff, man, with the roots and stuff, man. I miss oh, it, bro. Wow. And that first cut reminded me some old Norman Brown, man, and the vocalist kind of reminded me a little little Nina Simone in there too, bro. Just some amazing wow. stuff, man. I mean, I'm really excited yeah, about the album you. from from just those two cuts. Uh, you you got man. I'm I'm really looking forward to the project. When I heard these two cuts, I said he's he's on the right track, man. And and you know what? I'll, I'll say this, Nabate. Rand and I are hard mm-hmm. on music. We're really tough on on current projects, man. We're we're tough on current music. And 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 I agree with you. One thing you said, man. I I do believe with people like you. And I don't know if you talked to Glasper or Esperanza and, and some of the other, you know. Oh, yeah. Kind of, kind I've worked of, with Robert, too. Yes, yeah. indeed. I've worked with Robert. I've known, we know each other 20, when he first moved to New York uh, and everything, I, we met. So, yeah, Robert, yeah, we've talk, had nice conversations about the scope of music and what's going on. Yes, yeah, and, and I think you, the music industry, especially the jazz industry, is in good hands because it went through a period where it was losing its cool. And y'all are kind of bringing it back, and 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 I'm I'm glad to hear that because because that's what it needs, man. We need some help, dude. R and B 
as I don't have to go into the fate of R and B or the lack of fate for R and B right now. But uh, you know, I'm glad yeah. to hear that you're doing what you're doing and you're keeping it. You know, you're really you're really trying to explore all the different genres in in black music. So that that's a good thing, man. I, I don't know. I, I I've kept you longer than I said I would. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you got shows oh, to you. produce for the NBA, but you're man. Anytime you want to come back. Uh, feel free to do so. We're going to promote the album when it comes out on July 20th, and hopefully we'll have some other opportunities to do some things before that. But best of luck to you, man. Keep doing your thing. Um, you know. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I want to uh, also say that the album is actually available available for pre-sale right now on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Amazon, so people could go and, and preview the songs for the album and, 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 per, and pre-sale it, you know, be able to buy it before, before it comes out on uh, July 20th. Excellent, man. That's, that's massive. I mean, it's, it's just really good stuff. Uh, Nabate Isles. Thank you. Ex, uh, you know, what is it? Eclectic exclude. How do, how do you say that? Re- repeat that, the title. Uh, oh, that- yes. Eclectic excursion. Eclect, eclectic excursion. So I'm going to get that right, Rand. You got anything else for Nabate, man? We're going to let him roll out of here, man. So Rand, go- you know, it's been an honor. This brother's a renaissance man. Um, you know, he, he he's walking up there with the grace, man. He's in rarefied air. And uh, I can't wait to... Uh, when the drop come, man, because, you know, it will definitely be on my playlist. Absolutely. I can tell you that. Thank you. Uh, thank you, brother, so much. And and one more thing. I, I didn't even mention uh, the great MC that was on late back by the name of Elzai. I had yes. to make sure I give him a shout out. Elzai is just an incredible MC, one of the great lyricists uh, ever in hip hop. Very wow. underrated artist from Detroit. Uh, so it's just great, great to have him on the track. And then Jordan uh, singing the hook. He's from Canada, Canadian singer. So. Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the project. All right. Thank you. Thank you again. Hey, thank man, so survive, survive the summer heat wave. I hear the heat wave is vicious out there. So stay, in, stay inside, oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care, All right, man. Take, take care, care, brother. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. See, Rand? Damn. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop being so hard on music. There's some folks out there doing their thing. Uh, he is. He is. No, there's some doubt. great folks out there doing the thing. The problem is the uh, vehicles that are in place are not helping them get their message out. Yeah. So uh, others can hear. It. Yeah. The others can hear it, man. I mean, that's the that's the problem right now. Yeah, I agree. But, I agree. I agree. So, you know, we have to be that vehicle. So, you know, um, yeah, we, we, we'll do our thing. I mean, thank, you know, thank God we have podcasting and, and other means of, of getting these artists out there. We'll continue to do so. Hey, man, you got any shout outs? I'm going to let you do your shout outs before we get into some some briefs. But go ahead. You got any shout Uh, You know, uh, <laughs> tomorrow, man, is O.J. Simpson's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> What highway uh, was he on? We're going to shut down the highway. Yeah, yeah. So, all you got to do is find what white women on. You'll find them. Uh, <laughs> or the uh, white Broncos, the white women and the yeah, white Broncos. Yeah. White Broncos, man. Uh, so, man, you know, I don't really have any, any shout outs. It's cool. been a slow week. Slow yeah. week, man. You know, um, yeah. one big shout out is to the divers down there helping those young men. Absolutely. On that soccer team. Yep. Um, that's incredible, man. I can't imagine being one of those. Uh, young men or the coach or the parents and mm-hmm. uh, living through this ordeal, man, it's, it's, it's something else. Um, again, I want to give a shout out to those young, brave young men and those divers that are really uh, helping, uh, you know, and, you know, want to give a shout out to um, 
all the all the revolutionary, all the fighters out there, man, uh, yeah. who just keep going day in day out, yeah. uh, who keep ignoring all this nonsense and, and focusing on the major issues. I want to give them credit. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say, man, to to the folks, I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on in Haiti right now. Um, there was some announcements, I guess, about gas prices going up uh, over in Haiti. And as you know, a lot of the U.S. churches have missions. They have people over there. And, and a lot of folks right now are stuck in Haiti. They, they're unable to leave. So prayers to those folks, man. And hopefully they get out safe. There's rioting and all that kind of unrest going on in the streets. So Hope they make it through that. Okay? All right, man. Let's see. Ran. I'm going to play some. You still there, man? You on your thing? You getting? You got quiet on me. I'm still here, man. All right. Well, here, here we go. Um, I want to play this for you, man. Let's see if I can get it. Here we go. Michelle Obama. Our beloved first lady that I care so much about said, when they go low, we go high. And I went as high as I could. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> Trump has wrecked this country apart. It is depressing. It is outrageous. I can say a lot of things about this. Yeah, I wanted to. Hey, man, I wanted to play a little bit of that. Um, Monster. And uh, let's, see, let's go ahead and stop that. I'm going to go ahead and... Um, I wanted to go ahead and play a little bit of that. Did you see that happen? Were you watching that uh, over the 4th? It actually happened on the 4th of July. Did you have a chance to see it? Oh, the lady? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teresa Pat uh, Therese Patricia... I think her name is pronounced Okumu. Uh, she's a Democratic Repu uh, Republic of Congo uh, native. And uh, she climbed up there, man, up the uh, Statue of Liberty uh, Independence, on Independence Day to show uh, her protest to the uh, immigration policy, man. Kudos to her uh, for, uh, you know, for taking a stand. Um, and um, it was just interesting to see, you know, a woman of color, man, taking you know, that kind of stance. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, not only for issues like that, but for issues that also impact, you know, our communities, we'll get people who are willing to, you know, to, to do those kind of protests and really bring attention to some of these issues. So kudos to her. Um, also, right. man, uh, and I, I'm going to screw his name up, um, the uh, Shea Moisture Hair Care and Richly. Yeah. Yep. Richly announced a $100 million fund for women, for female entrepreneurs of color, black uh, female entrepreneurs at the uh, Essence Festival, and the announcement uh, surrounded the new vice funds that he's pre he's prepping um, or has been prepping for the past year. Um, that's a big yeah. move for for Black women entrepreneurs, man. And and I know a lot of a lot of folks have been passing that information around. Black women take care of that, get involved, make sure you are definitely uh, put your name and put your put your business in the hat for that. Did you have any comments on that? Well, yeah, he's done a lot, man. I mean, for example, you know, he's he, he's the acquired interest, uh, majority interest in Essence Magazine. Yep. And basically, it's no longer going to be Essence Magazine. It's going to be Essence. Um, hmm. and, it, and they're going to make it a platform for African-American women. Yeah. Uh, their attitude is it's going to be the epicenter. OK, uh, good. That's good. For for African-American women uh, in terms of their controlling their narrative. So um, he's um you know he's he's a uh, he's from Liberia, 
started Shea Muster, Shea Moisture, excuse me, with the college roommate. Yeah. And he sold uh, sold that company. He sold the company off. Um you right. know, of course. Yeah, he's controversial. Yeah, he, he sold it. Yeah, he sold it off. That's how he got the hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um and so uh he's giving back to the community. And you know what? Um he he got a lot of heat for selling the company, but if you understand business, that's what you do in business. Yes. You buy and sell. Buy and you know, sell. it's you you don't you, you don't keep stuff long term. Yeah. You you I mean, build just, you build value and get your you get your return and more. You right. Know, so you, I mean, you know, you know, if you don't understand business, I, I feel sorry for you. But he did what he wanted to do and <laughs> so um and uh he still is active in Shea Moisture. Mm-hmm. He just does not have controlling interest of it anymore. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know if you're reading, man, um, the issue with Diddy and and Diddy has been has responded to it. Um, as you know, there have been changes. And I think we mentioned on the podcast, uh, Revolt TV laid off about 30 percent of their workforce and the new hire, uh, Roma uh, Khanna. Uh, she's the new CEO uh, of Indian Asian uh, descent, ascent, descent. And uh, she is. Um, reportedly or has allegedly made some racist comments and a former employee sent the information to the board. And, and, and I'll read the quote from a place of genuine concern on behalf of myself, which is this former employee uh, as a young, educated black woman for the people currently employed at revolt who are fearful of losing their jobs. And in an attempt to preserve the reputation of the reputation and perception of this company, in quote, she's making those allegations or she's coming forward to give that information to the board. And uh, allegedly, uh, Kana said black women intimidate her. And allegedly, she said something regarding Meek Mill to the uh, to the effect of maybe the conversation isn't about prison reform. Maybe it's about how to stay out of jail, black boy. Um, but the other thing is uh, this former employee also alleges that 99% of the 30% in the reduction, they were black. Uh, Diddy denies all the claims, saying that the company is 67% ethnically diverse and 60% of the senior leadership is female. So, you know, we'll see how that turns out. What are your thoughts on that? Any, you see anything rumbling on that story? Yeah, I, I heard about it, man. But, you know, uh, until you really uh, peel the layers back, um, it's, it's, it's all allegation. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't really respond to that. I mean, uh, I have been impacted by layoffs. I know what that feeling is like. Oh yeah, you we know? all have. Uh, yeah. So you know, um, again, and you know, I I have a vague idea how Diddy runs his companies. So I, I really don't have much to say, man. I do agree that the comment about milk me, milk me, meek meal, mm-hmm. uh, it is a twofold conversation. One is about prison reform, and one is about staying out of jail. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but you know, I think he, I think it was the tone. Saying right. Black yeah. Boy. The tone. I, that's yeah. where I was about to go. The language. I, I, I think the language is very condescending. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, because he ain't a boy, because if he called you girl, you'd be ready to bring in Gloria Allrich. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, yeah, um, it's just a bad situation, man. And I can tell you, I've been in companies that when. Um, uh, I'll keep my mouth shut because I, 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 I'll, I'll be walking down. A, I'll be walking down a, a, a line. I don't want to do that. Right I know. Now. Well, understood and respected. But I, I will say this, man. I, I I do believe if if you're going to be Revolt TV, you need to be sensitive to the people that you're representing. 
And and I I, I think um, based on the shows on that network, uh, I think Diddy has to be sensitive to these comments and, and some of the things people are saying. And, and it is a conversation that we have to have with people who are, quote unquote, of color and minority in terms of how they respect the black community. That's all I have to say about that. I think, yeah, you know, yeah, we, yeah. It, it, and, and you then, can't, you I mean, can't run the company. Comments about, yeah. There have been comments about Diddy and his concern for his people, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, you know, that that's some of those comments have been very troubling yeah. uh, because his concern is not the same type of concern that, quote, you and I have. His concern is... It's like a Kardashian concern. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. it's about commerce. Yeah, and, uh, you, and you know what? You gotta survive in a commercial venture. But again, you know, considering the name of your company and and, and your 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 goal to revolt and represent that community, you know, there, there's a, there's still a level of sensitivity. So I'll leave it at that. Um, Drake and Post Malone, man, by the way, had the highest volume of on-demand streams. Uh, and also Ed Sharon has uh, the top song in Nielsen's mid-year, because we're right at the middle of the year uh, for the six-month period uh, ending July, uh, I'm sorry, June 28th. Uh, and that information was released on Friday, man. And, and what it also shows is streaming is up 18%. You know, when, when you look at, uh, I'm sorry, total album equivalent consumption is up 18%. And it's passing the uh, 400 billion streams for the first time in history. It's amazing how strong streaming is becoming. And kudos to uh, to Drake. I don't care too much about Post Malone, but I will say kudos to Drake, um, you know, just uh, in terms of, you know, he's, he's pretty dominant on the charts right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, you want to get into some White House stuff, man? <laughs> you, you feel up to it? <laughs> it's so much, you know, I, the biggest thing is, you know, Pruitt resigning. Uh, the bad thing is the guy who's replacing it is just as bad, Wheeler. Um, yeah, the difference is this guy is going to be doing more subversive things that you will not hear, that will not be in the news. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pruitt was so outlandish in his own ego. Yeah. Uh, this guy's more of a policy guy. He he doesn't like the spotlight like Pruitt. No. So you will be hearing, you know, these things would be like in the byline of other articles about Trump. Oh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, we're going to let diesel trucks violate the, the pollution standards more. Yeah. And you're not even going to hear anything about it. So you're absolutely right. He's more dangerous than Pruitt. And the other thing is he worked for a law for the uh, law firm that lobbied for the coal industry. So, oh, yeah, they're they're You know, there's they're thick as thieves when it comes down to how they feel about the environment. OK, right. Uh, Bill Shine joins the White House as communications director, of course, another Fox alum. And and he stepped down from Fox when the whole sexual harassment scandal was happening with uh, with Bill O'Reilly. So the, the Me Too movement, if this does not give you enough catalyst to get out there, I don't know what will. Yeah, it's amazing. Your president has basically said, y'all don't mean nothing to me. Women, you, you mean nothing to me. Nope. You know, from and, uh, the, and, from the speech and white women, <laughs> Go and ahead, if white women, quite honestly, if this doesn't infuriate you, enrage you, there's no hope. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Supreme Court, uh, basically uh, the announcement for the nominee 
is supposed to take place tomorrow. Not sure of the, the time. Prime time special. Yeah, the prime, prime time prime special, whatever it is. Yeah, and and you know he's giving it all to Fox, of course. Um, nearly half the country thinks forty five is racist uh, in a, in a recent poll. Uh, what's more, uh, the poll found that twenty two percent of Republicans and fifty five percent of workers think he has emboldened people who hold race, racist beliefs to express their um, uh, the beliefs publicly. So, you know, basically these folks, even the Republicans, at least 22 percent feel the country's more emboldened to be racist, which is dangerous within itself. Um, you know, heard the story about the Russian chemical weapons in, in UK. Uh, Cohen is continuing to distance himself more and more from Trump. Um, and, and the big thing for me, Rand, and I know we've been talking about it, but the Trump administration is rescinding the Obama era guidance on race and college admission. You deal with a lot of colleges. What does that say to you? It's nothing new, man. Yeah. They've been doing this. I mean, they're going down this path, man. You know, um, uh, even in the Obama administration, you remember they had a couple, um, big, big Supreme Court cases, University of Michigan, University of Texas. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, what's ironic is individuals feel as though they should go to this college. It is their right to go to this college or yeah. university. Yeah, yeah. And they don't understand. No, it is, it is a process that everybody goes through. Okay. And some of you guys have rigged the system in your favor. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it a fair game for everyone. Yeah. And these colleges, what, what people don't understand, the colleges are trying to balance putting a campus that is reflective of the, of the school or what the brand stands for. Mm-hmm. And also to be economically viable. Yeah. It is, you know, it, this is, this is not a, 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 a very objective process right here. It's selective, just like jobs are, are, are a subjective process. Yeah. You know, that's why you interview for a job, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because they look for a fit. They want people who fit right. and basically fit right. with the direction of, of the company. Correct. The other right. thing is, on education, Betsy uh, DeVos uh, is, is expected to take new steps reversing protections for the for-profit schools. Basically, so they will give the for-profit schools, if y'all went to, I'm not going to name one of these for-profit schools, but let's say even if the school went out of business and you owe money, oh, you, right. they, they still are going to go after you. Whereas there were there were measures put in place that indicated that if the school did not help you in terms of your career and your life, uh, it buffered you from the debt. But now, basically, they're going to remove that, which gives those schools the opportunity to collect their money. They're going to treat it almost like it's a government-backed student loan. You know how, like, student loans, you can't declare bankruptcy and then get those things erased. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, my question I would love to know is, in her family's business investment portfolio, where, how much of their money is invested in for-profit schools or how much of the funds through lobbying efforts have been distributed to that family. Yeah, and I think they have to, they need to, they absolutely need to disclose that. I agree. It needs to be disclosed, without a doubt. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, I don't know if you if you saw this, man. CNN did a, a story on black men. Um, it was called Black Men Are Succeeding in America. Have, did you see that on their website? I know you don't follow CNN. No, no, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't see it. Well, the interesting thing about this is, you know how 
you know, these articles come out and they're written by writers on staff. This was actually an opinion piece, you know, and you know what they found out, Rand? What's that? That this came from a conservative think tank <laughs> called the American Enterprise Institute. Uh, it's flawed for several reasons. One of the things is they use the comparison. You mean it, hold on now. Hold on now. CNN always talk about fair and balanced journalism. Yeah, yeah. Journalism means doing your research. You know, when you get a lead, is it one of the things that you're supposed to do is to literally interrogate that information absolutely to make sure that it is accurate. Yeah. And I, I don't see how you can allow, I guess, a research piece to be put in as opinion because research, a research piece really shouldn't be opinion. Do you get my point? <laughs> right. And, and this thing should have been vetted and, and kicked and, and turned inside out before they even put it on the website. Yeah. Well, two of the big problems, um, one of the big problems is that um, they include the poverty line as a barometer, which you really can't use the poverty line as a barometer going back to 1960. You can't compare 1960 uh, to to now in terms of poverty. And plus, the other thing a lot of a lot of the um, advocates are are saying regarding the piece is that it it tends to focus more so on the success of the baby boomers, not necessarily the millennials, people who are actively in the workforce now. Um, you, you understand where I'm going with that. You know, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't actually give a clear cut picture of how uh, young men are are living now in terms of their success. So um, it, it doesn't shock me um, that it was done. It, it just surprises me in terms of what you said, in terms of their effort to, to remain middle of the road. So I don't know what this means in terms of where they're headed. You know. I don't know what this means, but it, it wasn't it wasn't a good look. And and kudos to um, uh, there's uh, an actual show, a, a guy named Tone, Tone Talks on YouTube and um, on EUR, uh, Lee Bailey's website. Uh, they kind of drilled down on this if you all want to check it out and kind of read a little bit more on it. So I thought that was pretty interesting, man, that, um, you know, and, and you know why I think um, they're doing this, Rand, in my opinion, just roughly, you know. Uh, on the conservative side, they want to reduce the funding. They want to reduce the programs, you know, that are geared toward ha helping the black community. So if they show that the black community is OK, everything's fine, then they can start, um, you know, pulling back in terms of funding when we we need help the most. A lot, especially the younger generation needs help the most. You know, those those programs need to stay in place. So be be aware of that just, for, you know, as a. Um, you know, as a, as, a, as a citizen in America, be aware of these kind of things, because when you hear that everything is rosy, you need to question it, especially when you live it day to day. Yep. You got anything, Graham? Yes. Go ahead, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, man, I've been looking at some of the stuff about the Supreme Court justices and stuff. And, and you know, and they interviewed one or two of them and the, all of them have said, you know, that Roe versus Wade was never discussed in their confirmations, uh, I mean, whatever the communications with the White House or the or the president, and I find this so disingenuous. Yeah. Uh, when you look at ninety nine percent of all state Republican platforms, 
abortion rights is an issue. Yeah. You know, and this is again, another, like, like you just mentioned about um, uh, the systemic way, systematic way, excuse me, of destroying our programs. This is the same thing. Like I mentioned last week, it's about language, Yeah, how they are, how they're using coded language, language that is very palatable, that they cannot be deemed objectionable uh, to get things through. But behind the scenes, they've already laid out the plans. And quite honestly, they have shown us the plans. But what they've done is they've, they've pushed them in the background where you tend to forget about them because of all the other madness and chaos. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I was listening to The Breakfast Club the other day and the brother Richley, who we spoke about, Richley Dennis, who with the with the investment fund, he made a very good comment, man. And I think I'm a quote it. He says, "Until we own our own economics, we can't own our culture or our communities." Yeah, yep. So mm-hmm. we got to start doing that, both politically and economically. The political aspect will help the economic aspect, and the economic will help the political. It's not an either or; it's an and. Yeah, that's what we have to do. We have to be we can't we can't keep looking at the world as either or we have to start looking at the world as and I have to do this and this right here. You know, uh, as we talk about moving forward, I think all of us need to evaluate our personal agendas and start developing our personal plans and start linking up with individuals who share similar goals and ideas. I agree. And start building and start building leverage and capacity and capability so that we can make change. I agree, man, because you know what? I'm glad you said that, because if, if you're not respected as a voting block, then you're not getting anywhere. You're not going to go anywhere. Uh, and, and I That's think, true. you know, the more divided the African-American vote is in terms of all these different factions, the easier it is, um, you know, for to be conquered. You know, it's the whole divide and conquer thing. It's just like what the Dems are dealing with when it comes down to this. What, what's the uh, the ICE argument? Um, you know, because it's a dividing rod. It's a, it's a, it's it's a dividing rod, or it, it breaks out the Democratic support. It's fifty fifty. Um, so I, I think I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You got anything else on that? No, man. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say this, man. It's mid year. Uh, I just you know push for everybody to finish strong, hang tough. Um, I'm, I'm really greatly appreciative, man, for all those who continue to check out the podcast. I had a great call from a, a, a longtime friend of mine, Vi Lyons, Vasidis, uh, over in over in Columbus, GA. Shout out to him. He listens to the podcast every week. And I and, and he told me, he said, man, I listen to the podcast, love what you guys are doing. I said, well, why do you like it? He said, well, you guys keep me informed. I count on you uh, to keep you and keep me informed. So uh, that's what we're here for. That's what we attempt to do. What's his name again? His name is Vi, V-I, Lions. Uh, well, Vi, this is Rand, man. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah, big time. You know, we, we, we appreciate you, brothers like you listening to us. Help us. Yep. You know? Yep. And, hey, call in. Yep. We'll talk to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll share a beer with you. <laughs> yeah, he'll do the whole show, man. Let him call in. He's got plenty of views. He's, an old, he's a vet. So he's definitely got some insight. And you know um, what, man? I forgot yeah. to mention this. Yeah, man. One of our classmates had a birthday on the fourth, man, and, oh, and he hit me up on Facebook. Who's this? Uh, our friend Robert. Robert oh, okay. T. Oh my God. Oh my God. Don't get him started. Want <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, to make sure he gets a shout out because he, you know, he had a birthday. Yeah, but shout out to Lady J, Nick, uh, Millennial, um, SB to G. 
Um, you know, and 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 thanks to you, Rand, for putting in the work, man. Mid year, we gotta we gotta keep pushing, man. And I want to also shout out. I don't know if you heard Roland Martin's coming back on September fourth. Uh, we had mentioned Black Media, and uh, he's going to be doing his thing uh, beginning September fourth on a daily basis. He's been doing some podcasting, um, but now he's going to be daily uh, doing a video thing on IGTV. Uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered. He's on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope and um, other places where you can get the platform via on-demand. So You think he he will ever be back on network TV again? You know what? I I think it's tough, man. I think um, the country is so tribalized uh, that, um, you know, I I think in order for him to really say the things he needs to say, I'm not sure if these networks are willing to. I, I, I I don't think he wants to be corralled again. He wants to be able to say what he wants to say. So kudos to him. I think the digital platform is a strong platform. So, you know, kudos to him for, you know, for, for actually doing something where he know, can be, he can be himself. Know, man, and brothers be like him, yeah. uh, Tavis, Ed Gordon, Warren Ballantyne, Jeff, Jeff, what is it? Jeff Johnson, Jeff yeah. Davis, whatever his name is. Young yeah. brother. I think it was Jeff Johnson. Yeah. Go ahead. Jeff Johnson. And, and there's some other ones out there. If, forgive me. If I, those are the ones that just come top of mind. I'm an old man. You know, we're losing those voices, man. Yeah. We're losing those voices. I mean, those were the voices that kept us going. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you've got in- you've got on the digital side people like I'm uh, Yvette uh, Carnell. She does the Breaking Bad thing right. on YouTube. You've got uh, attorney uh, Antonio Moore. Uh, I mentioned right. him on Tone Talks. Uh, you know, you, you've got the digital platform, which, uh, you know, I, I just don't think if they have to go into situations where they have to corral their thought and not be direct and not sound the alarm, not be able to sound the alarm, then you know what? I don't think that benefits uh, the community. So if they're if they feel like they have to be in, on platforms uh, where they can be unfiltered, then so be it. I just think we have to do a better job of of going to the platforms and supporting the platforms. That's what you know. That that's ultimately what this means. You know, I mean, I because because I agree with you. I mean, I, I you know, you you turn on, you got uh, MSNBC, you've got maybe Joy, um, who does uh, AM Joy on on weekends and Don Lemon at night, and 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 Rev Al. On MSNBC, but it, it's really limiting. But but the the digital platforms is 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 where a lot of these folks are landing, and I think we need to support them. We need to definitely give them the support. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, so you know, we got it. We got it's a mobile. You know, you you on you on Instagram for everything else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so go yeah, support them. Yeah, you yeah, know? taking pictures of your food all day long. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you know, give them your support. Uh, but but thanks, man. Uh, kudos to our guest. Uh, you can support us, man. And speaking of support, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GP3 homies. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go there. But, you know, even just to like, share, subscribe, you know, that that's that's big as well. You know, give us a review. Uh, we've gotten, you know, a few good reviews, but we need more. Go there. Give us some five stars and, you know, we'll be happy, you know, but, but that support is important. Uh, if you like what we do, show us patreon.com forward slash GP3 homies, GP3 underscore homies. All the information's on the podcast. Rand, with, man, I on, on that note, dude, it's been a great week, man. As you can tell, it's been a busy week. Um, you know, I got to say thanks again to Nubate, 
Nabate Isles, his album's going to be out soon. I'm working on trying to get an exclusive, man, so we can, you know, stream that bad boy on Castropolis. It's it's going to be a great album, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, those two cuts that you played, man, uh, sounded great, man. And, you know, when you look at his lineage of who he's played with, this guy's played with the best of the best. Absolutely, man. And uh, shout out to Angelo Ellerby for giving us the shot to uh, to get him on. Get him on. Cool, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been reading, I've been, uh, you know, I got Angelo's book last week, man. I, I've been reading excerpts of it, man. Angelo has some very insightful things. I encourage others to uh, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Angelo is definitely in this house, so we, we, we got him. We got him plugged in. All right, y'all. On that note, uh, episode 96 is in the can, round 96, and we appreciate the support, and let's have a great back half of the year, and we out of here. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.